Yeah, but that's Thursday. gonna be it's awesome when I finally do lead that in worship. Though I'm gonna go. It's that's gonna be dope. Worthy is your name. Then just go and say, I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. I still can't tell you which Hillsong song that came from. <laughs> it's crazy. I should know <laughs> that. I should know that, but I don't. He said that. I should know that. Yeah, I mean I should, but I don't. So it is what it is. That's all right. Oh, Jesus. Take the wheel. Be a fence. Be a fence around your son. Definitely be a fence. How was your week, Definitely Rodney? Um, The week was, I'll be honest, the week has ups and downs, ups and downs. Um, Definitely character building. Definitely. It's been a refining week. Um, I said, you know, trying to balance finances. Um. You know, what else? Um, relationships with people, you know. Just what kind of relationships? Um, just friendly, like just friendly relationships. Um, you know, just people, just, uh, it's, it's kind of weird to explain. Pretty much, it's like when you are doing your own thing in a new season and pre and people who've known you from a previous season, they will deem you as you switching up or, you know, you're being fake or, you know, you, you never used to be like this. So definitely I've been getting that lately for real, just how I don't hit people up no more or just, I'm not as available like I used to be, but, um, you know, this, we've had these conversations with, I've had these conversations with people and they seem to understand what's going on. I so, swear, folks act like you're not allowed to grow. Sorry, that's me drinking my water. But yeah, that's what I never really got. I'm just like, I don't know, I think people kind of have a hard time understanding like, I do have a life outside of you and 24-7, I can't show you that attention and I can't be waiting on you hand and foot. I still gotta make sure I'm, I'm good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's kind of weird how, like I said, people will deem you as, like I said, being fake or not being real or switching up. But like, no, I'm focusing on me, developing me so I can be better and great in this world. But, you know, it, it comes with it. Like, deep in my heart, I know I'm doing the right thing. Just, you know, sometimes people who don't have that sense of identity or that sense of purpose, they will, you know, they'll take, they'll show their true colors when that happens. Like I said, it's, it's all good. Other than that, um, you know, definitely in ministry for sure. Um, um, next week, uh, Pastor has the youth um, having us get more involved on first Sunday because, you know, um, voting is coming up. So he really wants us to dedicate um, the first half of the service to, um, like I say, like have the youth get more um, hands-on experiences. So, you know, some... Someone is going to do call and worship. Someone's going to do prayer. Rodney. Um, some people is going to do the. You're graced for it, son. You're graced for it. I'm graced for it. I know. It's so what Apostle Val would tell you. You're graced for it, son. What would Apostle say? Apostle Val would tell you. You're graced for it. Yeah. But you know, the crazy part is like, like once we're 
naming the duties of everything um, of the service. Like once we got that checked off, okay, got that checked off. Once prayer comes up, people's like, oh yeah, Rodney, that's you. You doing that? I was, I was like, hey, you know, hey, wherever the Lord wants me, it's all good. It's all good. Um, but other than that, um, I'm also doing a play. Um, I don't know if a lot of people on the on the pod knows this, but I'm in another production. Um, it's faith based. It's called um, the Prophecy Revealed. So pretty much, it's a it's a nativity uh, movie just about the prophecy of Jesus being the Messiah, being born, and it just shows the the different layers and different points of view of everybody involved when it comes to um, Jesus being born. So, and I play Joseph. So um, this is my second time doing this role. So I definitely can't wait to revisit this one again. Um, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a dope experience. Um, if you're in the Cleveland, Ohio area, it's gonna be December 17th, 2022. Tickets are now available. Doors open at 5 p.m. So yeah, that's pretty much all I got so far. Playing Joseph. Pregnant? Playing Joseph. What you mean you pregnant? I ain't touched you yet. <laughs> yeah, nah, Yo, fam, we, you gotta go. But <laughs> you gotta go. I'm going to put yeah. you, it's going to be secret. I don't want mm-hmm. you to be a public example and them stone you. So I'm going to, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to get this divorce and it's going to be quick and it's going to be under the table. Ain't no one going to know nothing. You're going to be out of town. Angel, come down. Hey, mm-hmm. Joseph, don't divorce your wife, Mary. Are you smoking? Right. She pregnant. That's the Lord's child. That's the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. How high am I that I'm seeing an angel telling me that my mm-hmm. wife that I is supposed to be a virgin is pregnant with a mysterious spirit baby. Right. You can't make that up. Cannot make that up. And I think getting into that mindset of like just a man in general, like your woman is telling you, Hey, I'm having a baby. And just, the, just the fact that it's not yours neither. I really had to get, had to get that as I'm preparing for this role. Like, Hey, this child is not mine. And me being angry and being in love and knowing around in that time period where you could really get stoned at that moment. So um, it was really um, different this time around. Like, I think as an actor, the more you um, gain momentum, the more you gain skills in developing a character. I really had to channel my anger. And Mike, I think I talked to you about this, guys. Me being angry is a very, very hard task. Like I'm that peace, like love, doing conversation. Passive guy ever. I'm just, I'm just in the corner chilling, like, cause like I said, like nobody starts drama with Rodney, so you know that goes, that speaks for itself. But definitely, um, like I said, I was channeling, like I said, definitely studying, you know, inner emotions that I've dealt with over the past that I quote unquote bothered up, and definitely looking at other actors um, on YouTube. Like I thought this was so amazing. It was a compilation. one was with Will Smith, um, the, the compilation of him like yelling or being angry. So that was dope. I never realized how much Will Smith yells in his movies. He until yells a lot. He um, Will Smith yeah, plays really emotion well. Woo! Yeah. Yes, plays emotion well. And also, you know, like this is definitely one of my top five actors, but Leo DiCaprio as well. They made a compilation of him being angry and yelling. And that was like... He- does he really get idol. angry in a lot of his... I don't remember a lot of his movies, him being angry. Is I mean, it's crazy. I, I could definitely send you a few. I, I would have chose Denzel um, over there. Compilation. Denzel. Um, I think... Well, I think because... 
I think Leo takes it to an extreme. Like, like remember off of like Django? Like, remember when he was about to crush um Gilda's um head? Mm-hmm. And he was like, "What's it gonna be, Doc? Huh?" Like when he went so extreme with it, like when his hand was like bleeding, that was actually blood. That was not really planned. So, um, it's it's moments in the movies when he's like that. He has that type of um extremeness to it and also when you're in theater as well everything is like times 10 like extra dramatic extra um just being extra so i get into that mindset as well even though i'm angry i still gotta be animated energetic and still dramatic in these moments so i was definitely leaning more towards of the just over the top okay so all right. Yeah, so that's where I was going with it. So that's what I got going on. Um, definitely more acting, um, more projects on the way of me producing as well. So, so far, so good. Just trying to, you know, maintain and keep the podcast going up. Yeah, sorry, y'all. We know we missed a week. Uh, we had to take that week off. Stuff's been happening in both of our lives, primarily mine, um, where time was not available to be made. Now, before we get into my week, Rodney, I want to get into something real quick that you just mentioned about Mary okay. and the whole stoning thing, right? Because many people don't realize, like, exactly how what the law was saying, right? And everyone thinks just folks just got stoned back then for everything. And it was not a crime for a woman to not be a virgin. It wasn't. They had harlots and all that back then, even in Israel. Um... It was not a crime for her to not have been a virgin. What the law said about stoning a woman that wasn't a virgin that got married is one who said she was a virgin and then went and got married and then the husband found out she wasn't a virgin because okay. it was the lie that got her stoned. The, uh, this is what I'm presenting myself to be and trick, you're buying a product that you're not that's not what you said it was. It's already been, the package has been opened already. Like, this is already something that's been returned. But I'm presenting, I'm selling it to you like it was new, basically. And that's what got it. It was the fact of the lying about it. But if you didn't lie about it and you just told them straight up, like, bro, that wasn't a sin. Like, mm-hmm. well, I mean, it, that wasn't something you was getting in trouble for, as long as he already knew. Mm-hmm. That's why even, like, a Pharisee, like, when you look in the Word back in, like, Leviticus, when... God's telling Aaron and his sons, like, hey, you and the priests from now on, y'all could take whatever. Take, you could take any woman to be your wife. It don't matter. I don't care. But the high priest has to have a virgin. The rest of y'all can take women that are not virgins to be your wives. Only mm-hmm. the pro- high priest has to have a virgin. So it's a lot of instances where shows like, yeah, that. And then obviously adultery was automatic stoning, too. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, we see an example of that when the Pharisees and they were like, when they came to Jesus and they were like, hey, look, no, we about to stone this woman, Jesus. No, 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 come here. We're going to find something out. Hey, we just found this woman in here sleeping with somebody else that's not her husband. So we about to go ahead and stone her. You got something to say about it, rabbi? Right. And Jesus does his little thing where he's like, I'm ignoring y'all and I'm going to draw this land in this dirt real quick. And they speaking like, hey, you you listening, bro? And then he looks up. Hey, so if any of y'all have never sinned before, go ahead and throw the first stone. Not for real. And they all stories? sit there and they like, this mofo. And they just drop the rocks and walk away because they like, mm-hmm. like, what you going to do? Everybody sinned. So 
it was one of those things. And like, I know I said before, like when I was when I said before about you know, joking around earlier about Joseph and Angel, but like real talk, brother Angel comes down and tells you anything, you gonna listen. Especially back then, because the angels appeared in their actual form, they were terrifying. Mm-hmm. Folks don't. Folks got to realize, like, if a seraphim comes down, right, um, or a, and, and and it oh a cherubim comes down, they're huge. They're intimidating to people. They're scary. Like if you look in Ezekiel and the way they describe cherubim and seraphim, like. They're not these like beings that look like people that just have these white wings and all that. And they look great and they're pretty with a halo over the head. That's not how it looks at all. In fact, you know what? Hold up. We about to we about to we about to go ahead and uh, we about to go ahead and read a little bit of the word real quick to describe what angels look like. I know I'm getting off topic, but this is something <laughs> awesome. I mean, it's something we all it's something we all should know. You know what I mean? Like, as soon as I find it, I gotta find it, man. Okay. Ronnie, say something and talk real quick. Okay, yeah. Okay, guys. Well, Mike is looking over um that. Um, definitely just wanna, like I said, just wanna chat, let y'all know what's going on. Just like I said, just wanna encourage y'all to that we appreciate the love that you've been giving us. Thank you for being around with us for this long. Um, just know that God is definitely working through us and definitely. Just doing some amazing things, but you know, other than that, you know, like always be encouraged. Um, like I don't know why I'm feeling the the moment to just say, stay encouraged and stay to true your faith, because um, I say because honestly, just focus on. I'm trying to think, of Mike. What was you talking about? Yeah, I said just focus on developing yourself and like just I've been getting the revelation around really just staying in God's presence and just. Saying in the word because um, I said the enemy definitely has been attacking your boy the past couple of weeks, and I've noticed like I really and like and definitely Pastor David had talked to me about this, but definitely just about staying encouraged and staying in God's presence because the enemy will definitely try to take your integrity um, to seek, kill, and destroy. So um, definitely staying God's presence and mainly prayer. Um, just as a moment of transparency, I definitely have not been in prayer like I should have. Um, definitely, mm. I've been letting the daily tasks and duties of life get in the way of the schedule that I have with God. But um, but then by the revelation of just staying in his presence, of devoting myself to reading his word, being in meditation, um, reflecting on the word that I've read and allow for the Holy Spirit to speak to me and definitely playing gospel music and minimize the amount of secular music I've listened to. And honestly, the um, listening to more worship music, guys, has definitely helped me so much where I feel equipped, I feel empowered, and I feel strengthened to stay confident in God and not be so apologetic about who I serve. And definitely realizing that he he deserves it. He deserves the glory out of my life, and he deserves the like he deserves to be like Jesus is worthy. Like you're worthy of me being anchored in you. You're worthy of my mind, my heart, my attention, and um and definitely realizing like 
in this new season I'm in, if you if you can't respect what I'm doing, and I'm using that word specifically respect, because a lot of people don't respect the culture that you are developing, especially with Christianity. Um, and Mike, let me know if I'm going off topic with this or not really. Um, oh, I'm just letting you go now. Yeah. I mean, I'll read just because, this you finished. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because I think when it comes to Christianity, um, I feel like some people don't like, and I'm talking about outside peers, I feel like they don't take it as seriously as other religions if someone is doing it. And um, yeah, like I'm just in a point in my life where I just want to be confident in it. And if you're about it, you are. And if you're not, you're not. Um, at the end of the day, I'm in the kingdom building business. So, you know, it is what it is. God's, God's head in my life and can't know a thing or nobody changed that. And Mike, you found the scripture or the thing? Oh, definitely. Okay, I found then. the first right. one for the first type of angel, right? Mm -hmm. So the first thing, and it's, and it's the first chapter of Ezekiel, right? So in Ezekiel 1, verses like 5 and forward, 5 for a while, right? So 5, it talks about the angels because in the full, verse 4, it was talking about a great cloud and uh, fire and everything coming from the north, and it was really bright, and it was mist as well. And it was amber coming out of the mist of fire. And in verse 5 it says, And also out of the mist thereof, there came the likeness of four living creatures. And this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. So they had, you know, a similar body structure to a man. Everyone had four faces. And had four wings. And their feet were straight feet. And at the sole of their feet was like the sole of a calf's foot so they had hooves for their feet at the sole of it anyway mm -hmm. right so hard soles and they sparkled like the color of burnished burnished brass and they had the hands of a man under their wings on the four sides and the, and they four had their faces they four had their faces and their wings their wings were joined to one another they turned not when they went. They went everyone straight forward. As for the likeness of their faces, they had four faces. They all four had the face of a man in the front, the face of the lion on the right side. They had the face of an ox on the left side and the face of an eagle in the back. And these were the faces and the wings were stretched upward, two wings of every Two wings of every one were joined one to another, and two covered their bodies. So it shows you how big the wings were. They were joined together, and they were big enough to cover their bodies. And they went, every one straight forward, whether the spirit was to go, they went, and turned not when they went. As for the likeness of the creatures, their appearance was like burning coals of fire. burning coals of fire so it was like they they were they radiated there was like burning coals of fire and like the appearance of lamps and went up and down among the living creatures and the fire was bright and out of the fire went forth lightning and the living creatures ran and returned as the appearance of a flash of lightning so now it's talking about how fast they can move right they're moving they're moving at the speed of light it's coming back and forth like a flash of lightning 
So uh, now I beheld the living creatures. Behold, one wheel upon the earth by living creatures with his four faces. The appearance of the wheels and their work was like the color of beryl, beryl, and they had four like one likeness. And they four had one likeness. And their appearance in the work was it in the wheel, in the middle of the wheel. Uh, da, 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 da. When they went, they went upon their four sides, and they turned not when they went. And for their rings, they also, they were all so high that they were dreadful. Look at the words there, dreadful, bro. And their rings were full of eyes around them. Like, fam, this is just one type of angel, the first one he's describing. And already, like, you can already see, like, the imagery there, like, Mm-hmm. imagine a very large strong like it has the appearance like the the body structure of a man right but no we don't have soft feet it has hooves at the bottom of its feet it's got these four wings on it that can cover its whole body you know mm-hmm. hands of a man has four faces you got an ox on one side a lion on one side, an eagle on one side, and a lion and a, face, a human face on one side. So you can't sneak up behind it either. It can see from all different angles. And notice, like, bro, the best eyesight which comes with an eagle is on his back. So you definitely can't sneak up behind it. No, for real though. It's, it's incredible. And it talks about there's another one. There's another one with the angels, right? Where it's mm-hmm. talking about it's kind of like a ball. And I think that's the second one I was watching, reading about when it was second model ring or whatever, right? There's a second one. There's a second angel, um, and I'm getting the rankings messed up, which is why I'm not going to say which was cherubim or seraphim. I think seraphim are – all right, so what I just read was a cherubim, all right? Okay, yeah. Um, Because seraphim are the ones where they're just basically like a ball kind of, and they're wings, and the wings are covered in eyes everywhere. Um, so the reason I say this now, getting back to the point, uh, yeah, so the reason I, uh, I said this and made this point was when people saw angels in their actual angelic form. People were terrified. If you read the word, like, a lot of times, like, like when angels appeared before people, like, folks was bowing down and they were afraid. Like, uh, what is it, the shepherds? The random shepherds and uh, when they were talking about, I forget, uh, I want to say this was in the book of John. Those random shepherds or whatever, and the, Lord, the angel came to give the good news or whatever, and the shepherds were terrified, and they were like, don't be afraid, for we have good news or whatever. There's a, a, a baby boy has been born, king of yeah. Jews, all that. Yeah. They had to say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Because folks was terrified. The angel came to Joseph one time. When you read the word, every time after that, when Joseph was given instructions, he had a dream about it first. He had to dream it. And it would say that he dreamed, and the angel came in a dream to him. Mm-hmm. Like angels were not they, they were terrifying they were huge they were terrifying they were scared um, 
even when uh the Marys were at the tomb of Jesus and it said that there was a, the stone was rolled back and there was an angel sitting on it. And he had to tell him, hey, fear not. Also, your savior is not there. Like, people don't realize, like, it was scary. Anyway, so moving back to the point. Uh, so my week, Rodney. Um, <clears throat> I've an ant- for everybody, I've had an interesting past two weeks. Uh, we've had a a few weeks ago. We had a tragedy in the church. Uh, we lost a member, ten month old member. Very sad. So there's been a lot of running about and trying to comfort the family and all that. Um, and uh, last Friday was the celebration of life for her. Also, no, it was two weeks ago. It was a celebration of life for her. yeah. Two weeks ago? Yeah, it was two weeks ago, I think. No, it was last week. Rodney, was it last week? Uh, I think it was... No, I think it was the week before last week. Okay, so yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah. You know, because last week's when... Uh, all right, so yeah, also... So I had broke my tooth, like, at the first Sunday in October. I finally went to a dentist last week. Dennis, I was like, hey, so what's up? They was like, hey, you got to get root canal. Yeah, you have a decayed tooth. There's, there's a cavity in it. You got a cavity in the tooth next to it, but it's not so bad. We can, you know, do whatever. But this got to get root canal because it's already down to the nerve of the tooth, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, all right, fun. And, guys, that's when I got to learn the horrible truth about dental insurance. And that it don't cover jack squats. Y'all, your dental insurance covers routine cleanings and preventive maintenance. But the moment you need to have something done, they like, we ain't paying. They said at all. These folks is like, my dental insurance was paying, is talking about paying like. First off, these dudes was tripping at this office. They was trying to charge me 3400 for one tooth. That's why I'm glad Apostle Darren is a dental technician and all that. So, she less less expensive at his place. But I got to learn that the dental insurance man they was out of the thirty four hundred, the dental insurance and my regular health insurance combined were gonna knock off well thirty five hundred. They were gonna knock off fourteen hundred dollars, and it was gonna be up to me to pay twenty one. And I was sitting here like, I live paycheck to paycheck, like. I don't think this is going to be able to happen. So I called Pops, and I was like, yeah, Pops, this is what happened. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know how this is about to happen. So they about to have to just go ahead and take this. He was like, no, Papa, this is one of your blah, blah, blah teeth. You need to keep this one. It's going to cost you a lot more money in the long run to get it removed. You need to have this root canal done. And I'm like, all right. So when I told him the price, he was like, let me go and talk to my ladies in the front desk. They looked over everything and was like, hey, yeah, so they charging him a lot of unnecessary money. They're like, we don't understand how they're even charging them for this, this, and this item. Uh, so, long story short, it's 2700 with him. So, I got to see what my insurance is going to pay for that. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. And point of that being, the reason I've been so busy, y'all, is Mike's been working. <laughs> so I got to get this money together. So, Mike's been working, y'all. Uh, oh, look, I just didn't... Uh, <laughs> Okay. So, yeah, I've been putting in 
11 hour days when I can. Like this whole work week is going to be 11 hours a day. Uh, Wednesday, yesterday, today. I'm going in for some OT tomorrow morning, which is a Saturday, which we don't work. And then Monday will be OT, 11 hours a day again. Tuesday won't be 11 because I got an appointment for some insurance after that. So it'd be more like nine, but still better. Um, but by that time anyway, all of all of Tuesday will be overtime anyway, so. Overtime. Yeah, I'm trying to get to the point where next week I can at least get the root canal paid for, even if I can't get the crown done at that moment. Get the root canal procedure done and then come back later, get the tooth built up and the crown and all that put on. Man, y'all, protect your teeth, man. This is ridiculous. And I thought I was good with cleaning my teeth and all that. I never had a cavity before until now. This is insane. I'm sitting here like, man, how this happen? This ain't fair. I brushed my teeth. I floss. What? They said, no, we got a little bit more. We got a little bit more. What? <laughs> They're like, when's the last time you saw a dentist? When I was in high school. Wait, how old are you? 29. That's 11 years. Yeah. Hey, anyway, so that's where I've been, folks. And then school has been a little much. I'm trying to transfer out so I can go to a school that's local around here instead of being online. And also, it'll be on semesters instead of just quarters. Because these quarter thing means the work has been doubled up now. And listen, y'all, as a psychology major, it's all reading. Everything is just reading. And you got to understand and remember what you read. You got to have recall. So you can't just speed read through things. And when you got two chapters a week that you got to read and have your first discussion post or whatever done by Thursday and each chapter is between 40 and 60 pages long, like, yeah, it's been rough. Other than that, Rodney, I guess my weeks have been my week has been going relatively well. Uh, yeah, it's been going well. Work's been I right. can't complain. Um, we all just discussed yesterday that we're basically all going to be quitting. Mm, wow, all of us basically. So we have Karen. Who's not going to be quitting, obviously, because she just loves that place. She's been there 36 years, and we all can't stand the woman anyway. But me, Sean, and Eric are all quitting, for sure. And the three of us make that area with Karen. So without us, then it's, first off, two of us are the welders. So, yeah. But, um, because, I mean, it's just, it doesn't pay enough. It's a lot of unnecessary stuff going on at the job. That I'm not going to get into. I mean, I pretty much told you, Rodney. Um, There's some organizationally wrong things there. Somebody who makes stuff death threats with a weapon in their hand should not have her job there anymore. Um, So it's it's a lot of stuff. So pretty much everyone's just waiting until we get our bonuses. And then we're just going to throw up the peace sign and be like... I. Yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah. 
Should I be sharing that on the podcast? Eh, probably not, but none of them listen to this, so whatever. Uh, yeah, so, you know, it's whatever. It is what it is. It is what it is at this point. <laughs> let's get into something. Yeah, let's get into something. You know, I think we're, let's say, we can dive into a little something, you know. Yeah, a little something. We're already half an hour in just talking, so. Yeah, man, how, you know, yeah, so we can spend a good 15, 20 minutes talking about something else. That was a good first half, good first half. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I don't even know what we're going to name this mess. Um, let's, let's call this one like 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 a check-in, like a like a mental check-in, you know? Or, mental check-in. I like that. Yeah, like a mental check-in. You know, like oh, I think, oh I'm sorry. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. But it just crossed my mind, and this is something I wanted to talk about for, after the, for this mental check-in. What's up? So... One of the things I've done, and this tells you that, hey, we you know we always talk about like your job being part of your assignment, right? Yep. One of the things I've done now, yesterday we did a super, 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 super deep clean. First time it's been done in that place, apparently. I gutted the place, pulled everything out outside of the warehouse into the alleyway, everything swept, got rid of stuff, tossed stuff, junk, all this, reorganized. Hit it with the floor cleaner. The floors look good now. They're not full of black crap all over the place, blah, blah, blah. Brought stuff back in. It looks beautiful. Found out that we have two whiteboards. We had one on wheels that the ladies were using to count their stuff. And then we have an extra dry erase board just sitting there. So I took that dry erase board. And you know what I said? What? I'm going to put a scripture on here every week. Mm-hmm. Just out and open for everyone to read. And I said, that's going to be part of the thing I do right now as far as, like, evangelizing and, and really just stepping into, like, that pastoral thing and leading. So the first one I put out there right now, and I got to go rewrite it tomorrow, is the whole Psalms 91 chapter, writing it on the blackboard, and Joshua 1 and 8. Mm-hmm. And then in another week... Not next Friday. I'm going to wait until the following Monday. I'm going to change it. I'm going to start changing it on Mondays or whatever. So the following Monday, since today's the first day we're doing it, we're just going to, you know, write, let this rock throughout the all next week. And then the following Monday, I'm going to put a part of a psalm up, like a two verses from a psalm, and then I'll put a related, I'll put a scripture from another part of the Bible up. And I think that's what I want to do. I want to put part of a psalm and something else up there until I get to certain psalms. Like 91, I got to put the whole chapter. Psalms 1, I got to put the whole chapter. 46, I might have to put like half the chapter. 23, obviously, is the whole chapter. So certain psalms are going to have to get the whole chapter. But most of them is just going to be a few verses out of the psalm. And then whatever other like Bible scripture I want to put up there to correlate or just to you know, encourage or to teach for somebody because it's also going to be a, it's, I realize it's also going to be a point of creating something for them to ask about. Right. See, cause I tell you, like I got that guy, Eric at the job who he asked questions and we talk about stuff all the time. And I explain certain things to him about the word and, you know, try to help him and, 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 educate him and encourage him and all you know and everything so the point you know he kind of he wants to come to the church now um 
and actually someone wants to come to the church now too she was like i need to come to church and all this and i was like oh great go ahead i'm like look at that all right living your life the right way and look how it, everything just falls in line it just and this is what i be trying to tell people a lot of times you don't have to go out there trying to forcefully evangelize people because especially at work if you just live your life right mm-hmm. they're gonna want to come and see yeah like my last job had multiple people they wanted to come and see one of them one of them actually came the other one jake he i'm trying to get with him i gotta call him um i'm gonna get him in there soon too like you just gotta you live your life the way you're supposed to live it and you represent and live for god live for christ like and all that's gonna follow like they're gonna come to you asking questions they're gonna come to you wanting to know and pulling on your brain and trying to figure out what is it about this that's got you the way you are to where like we know your situation isn't the best but look at how you're living and you're still like you're not like depressed and an alcoholic right now you know yeah so yeah Yeah, definitely yeah definitely the workplace has definitely been um and i think just like how you said um i think you provide more impact um by not bible thumping and like shoving the scripture down our throat but i think people are really they can digest um easily by the way how you walk and how you walk and how you carry yourself because i do think people already have like a stereotypical image on how they view church and christians but i do think how like i say how you carry yourself it does leave a great imprint and impact um i have a friend of mine at work he um his desk is right across from mine in the cubicles um his name is Markan. shout out to Markan. That that's my dude um he's like this chilled like laid back dude like um definitely one of those people like kind of remind me of you michael like can't nobody is like he stands 10 toes down on what he says and like if someone comes across him the wrong way there's going to be some words crossed but it was a moment when um like i have a bible on my desk at work um it's um, it's one that my grandmother, grandmother gave me. It's a, it's a NIV purple leather um, Bible, and then so um, what happened? And then he was like, he was like, like man, Rodney, like I gotta give me a Bible, man. He said it just like that. He said, Rodney, I gotta give me a Bible, man. Sometimes I just I just wanna read the Word and you know just I don't have it speak to me for real. And then so, and then it was it was laid on me, and I was just like, you know, as I said, don't worry about it. I'm, I'm gonna get you a Bible. He said, he said, my dude, cool. And then so, I even mind, it was moments when I did forget because um, just work, like, my schedule's been crazy. But um, at first, I was going to buy him a great new Bible off of Amazon. Um, but then what I did, Mike, and it's crazy I'm telling you this, but I gave him the Bible that I received from... I knew it! I gave him that Bible. I gave him that Bible, the one that's um out that's from Pastor Pastor Mays, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gave him the the King James version. I gave him my very first Bible I received. Um, I think that was a great moment for me to release something that I've always had. But also for someone who was thirsty for the word too. Now, 
it was a great moment because now that's sitting on his desk now across my cubicle. So, and there'd be moments when he would read the Bible and he, like during work, and that's like the like the best thing I felt in a while. That's great, and that makes me think I need to get one for Eric. Except I'm gonna put some page markers in there, like those little, yeah, those little colorful tabs on certain pages for certain scriptures for him to read or whatever. But yeah, I think that's as that is amazing that you were able to get and influence him in that way. So I need to move closer to my mic. I'm, it's great that you were able to influence him in that way, especially, and then be able to give him the give him a Bible too, so give him the word, mm-hmm. so he knows like, yeah, man, like Rodney really about this, and he's really about trying to help me grow. Like, keep it up, bro. Keep discipling, bro. Got to, got keep to, got on to. discipling. It's, it's 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 what we're called to do, and I don't know. Maybe that should be a great next topic we should do about discipleship, because. Um, even me, sometimes I fall off. I think we can get so comfortable with our own worship, our own service and serving in the church. We forget, oh, wow, there's other people who are um, who are sick, who are they need saved by Jesus. They need that redeemer. And like we had to bring them to the hospital to bring healing. And I do think, like I said, being vessels, Mike, like we can be those people to help direct. Like the only thing that as disciples, only we can do is direct. Like I'm, I can't heal you, I can't save you, but I can direct you to the person who saved me. Mm. And like, like I said, definitely do that invitation. Yeah, like bring that person to service. Sometimes, and like I said, just speaking for me, sometimes I would forget or. Like not intentionally. Like sometimes they was they would say, "Oh, what church you go to?" And normally I would go from there. But definitely, um, discipleship is important. It's definitely important. No, no doubt, bro. Definitely, definitely. Um, but but yes, like I said, um, yeah, but yeah. I, I think this episode. I think we're just shooting the breeze and just talking because I feel like this was needed because. I don't know. It feel like we haven't done an episode in a minute. I don't know why, but it's just like I don't know. Because for me, because this we is hadn't, there. because we had recorded some in advance. So really, it's been, and it's a peek mm-hmm. behind the curtain, guys. It's really been a few weeks since Rodney and I have gotten on here recorded. Yeah, and and guys, for me, not like this is therapy for me because you know, ideally, I really don't talk to nobody for real. But on here, I feel like I can say anything, and I feel like, like I can finally breathe, and like I'm not drowning. But um, definitely, I'm just at a point now. It's like, like I said, just being God's presence, and I think, like Mike, I think you you have to say this to me. Whereas, like, you just gotta be in God's presence, and like I said, I definitely been plugged in. And when I say plugged in, like, hey, reading my word, being devoted, um, make sure I'm up to date, listening to sermons, meditating, being still. Um, behaving in the godly fashion. And also, definitely, like I said, the biggest thing really is, um, you know, say this, I always go back, like what you put into your spirit. So I've been really digesting more worship music more than I have when I first gave my life to Christ. Because I definitely do see the influences that can either bring me closer to Christ or for, or put me further away. 
and um, I just been listening to a lot of music, and definitely, I think I'm wanting to take a social media cleanse, I want to say. Like, I think I really feel that heavy. Like, just doing, like, a social media cleanse and just be in tune with my creator. I think I'm really pushing towards that, for real. Yeah, man, or just be too busy for it. That's how it's been for me. I've been yeah. way too busy for social media and all that. I think you should have definitely noticed the lack of participation on social media for me recently. Well, mm-hmm. the last two days I've actually been on uh, re- looking at like 40 messages that I've missed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, yeah. like it, it definitely helps being off of social media. You realize the amount, first off, the amount of production you get done when you're not on social media. Mm-hmm. It's insane. We don't yeah. realize how much we've... <laughs> how much time it goes away. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you could be chilling in the bed. It'd be like, wow, it's been 40 minutes already? <laughs> yeah, 40 yeah. minutes. Longer than that. <laughs> nah, for real, for real. Um, but yeah, like I said, other than that, things are... Like I said, I think now things are getting better for me. Um, like I said, like this week, this week was hard, guys. It was really hard. Um, just it gets difficult when you used to be a people pleaser, and now you are focusing on yourself. Um, I said the lashings you get for focusing on yourself, it does feel uncomfortable. I ain't gonna lie to y'all, no cap. But it's just like I know it's needed for me to advance to grow and the things that God has called me to do. And uh, like I said, other things, like we mentioned before on the beginning of the episode with the finances and everything, but I'm learning to be, like to always seek him. Like that's truly the answer is seeking him. He's the only one who can redeem, who can provide, who can counsel and also guide. No, like when they say like Jesus is the answer, he really is the answer. Like it's not as deep as it is, um, especially when you meditate on the problem. When you meditate on the problem, it can make things that much worse, depending on how you look at it. But other than that, like I'm definitely excited about what's going on. I'm glad that doing this, the podcast has definitely helped me in a numerous amount of ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm in the. Mo- I'm just like, you're, you're doing a mic. Is that what it is? You're just doing a mic at this point, <laughs> bro. No, I'm in the word right now. <laughs> like, I'm actually in the word right now. I opened up yeah. the Bible and now I'm like started Ezekiel. Now I'm for some reason I'm in Colossians right now. Right. Uh, right now I'm in. No, I mean, like, literally, right, reading. No, I'm, like, as far no, as no. what I was reading today, I got done with Matthew again, and I was in Mark, mm-hmm. like, and all yeah. of a sudden now, I, it's, um, it, it's an extreme jump. We were just no, talking no. about Ezekiel just for the angels, and somehow right now I'm reading in Colossians. I don't understand <laughs> how, but Holy Spirit, you know? Yeah, Holy Spirit, activate. You know what, I love Colossians, actually. I love Colossians. Um, Yeah, I love Colossians. I'm trying to think, isn't Colossians when it's, um, I'm thinking about putting this on my desk. Um, I don't know if it's in Colossians, but correct me if I'm wrong. But when it's uh, when it's saying, "Don't work as if you're working for people, but work as if you're working for the Lord," 
I have no idea. I think I think that's probably in Colossians, but like that's been one of my favorite scriptures ever since I started not liking my jobs. <laughs> like that I really pray that scripture before I go into work, before I clock in. I said, Lord, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this because um, these are your people. Help me to be the best me and to not have anger, bitterness, or rage as I'm devoting my time for these eight hours at this job. <laughs> but yeah, that's definitely my anchor scripture when I um, begin to work. Yo, look at this list. I love how Paul, like, unlike a lot of these, gives them a list of stuff to stop doing. Yeah. I'm looking right. So in, in chapter 3, verse 5, mm-hmm. Paul tells them, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Oh, man. Sexual immorality. That's the Bam. first thing. Impurity, passion, mm-hmm. evil mm-hmm. desire, and covetousness, mm-hmm. which yes. is idolatry. Mm-hmm. On account of these things, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked, but you were living in them. But now you must put them away. Anger, wrath. So that, so yeah, the next thing is like he's saying, these things you used to walk in when you were living in them, but now you have to put these things away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another seeing that. You have put it off the old self with its practices. I'm in the ESV version, by the way. Okay. And have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge Mm -hmm. after the image of its creator. Mm -hmm. Here, there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave free, but Christ is all in all put on then as God's chosen ones holy and beloved compassionate hearts kindness humility meekness and patience bearing with one another and if one has a complaint against another forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you so you also must forgive and above all these put on love which mm-hmm. binds everything together in perfect harmony and let the peace of peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful let the word of Christ dwell with dwell in you richly, richly teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Like, fam, I just Mm -hmm. read from 5 to 17. That was so much, but it was like... Mm -hmm. Bro, I think you need to get get your Bible out real quick, cause it's, like, yeah, cause like it's with that one, and I think that's one of my favorites because it's definitely like as you were reading, I was thinking about two things. I was thinking about how number one, I love the structure of that because Paul is saying you have to get rid of this and replace it with this. So, like I said, like with that one. 
Paul's letting you know, even the first one, A, sexual immorality. That's the first thing on the list, sexual immorality. Because I think I think Paul was going for the jugger with this. He says, because I think I think sometimes when new well believers in general or anybody they say, okay, so what is the line on what I can what I can do and can't do? So give me a line so I know where to I can't even cross that. But that's a I like the structure because he said, hey, these are the things that you have to get rid of. And then replace it. Now you can get rid of it. He said, the first thing he says in verse 5 is, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. And then starts listing them. Mm-hmm. He, didn't say, he said, put it to death. He's saying, die. He's saying, have a funeral for these things. Because these can, you can, if you're going to be in love, these cannot, they don't coincide with each other at all. So, like, I love the structure of Paul was giving. But I also like the way how it's transformational. How it's because they contrast, that's what makes it transformational. So you're saying I have to get rid of sexual morality, wrath, rage, malicious behavior. But then what? I want you to replace that. Once you put to death with that, this will arise within you. You're going to exude that love, being a new creation and loving and forgiving those are two opposite things when it comes to that. So I love the structure of how um, Paul was saying those words, but also the transformation that comes with that because they both contrast. So I think that's dope. And, like, I just want to go through this a little bit, like, like through the scriptures, right? So he starts in even looking at how he couples what you need to get rid of together, right? The first list all has really has to do with, the lust of your eyes and the lust of the flesh sexual immorality impurity passion evil desire and covetousness which and he says which is idolatry mm-hmm. and he says on account of these the wrath of god is coming like he couples together basically everything that's alike this little this section here the first things you guys need to put to death all has to do with the lust of your flesh, your sexual desire, your impurities, their your uh, youthful passions, basically evil desires in your heart and your covetousness, which is really idolatry. Because mm-hmm. when you're coveting something, you're, you're 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 putting it on a pedestal. Like let's real quick just look up the textbook definition. What does Merriam-Webster have to say? Or Oxford have to say about covet. So to covet, Rodney, according to Oxford, is to yearn to possess or have something. It's often in Hebrew, the word translated coven is chamad, which is commonly translated into the English word as covet, lust, or strong desire. So coveting is yearning to possess or have something. So living in covetness is when he's talking about, he says covetness or whatever, right? 
um, which is really idolatry, you're yearning to possess or have something that's not yours or something you're not supposed to have. But that yearning, that desire to have it is so strong that you're idolizing that thing, which is why you got to have it. Like these things, the wrath of God is coming for you. And then he goes in to the next list, which is, and he tells you, all right, and these things, this next list, these things you used to walk in and you used to live in, but now you got to put them all away. So he didn't tell you to kill them. He said, put them away. Because I guess you understand these things you can't kill. The first list you have to kill. All the, the, the lust of the flesh, you have to kill it. But the sec- same things you got to put away, which is, and if you look, it's, a, it's emotional stuff. Anger, wrath, malice, that's all emotional. That's all how you react to things. Because it tells you, you get, people get angry. It says sin not in your anger, right? right? So that's why he's saying to put it away. But right after anger, it talks about wrath. Wrath is an action, not an emotion. Right. That's what comes about when you take anger to the next level and you act on it. Malice. That's an emotion and an act. That's an intention that you're doing something. You got to put those things away. So then it says slander and obscene talk from your mouth. Mm. How many people in the ministry right now have not put away the slander and obscene talking from their mouth. They speak one way inside the church and they get out here and they are a bat out of hell. Just flew straight out, still got sulfur on their wings. And by the time they hit that parking lot. I mean, like straight up though. Mm -hmm. And the slander, bro, this still happens in church. Mm -hmm. Man, did you see what sister blah, 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 blah was wearing today? Mm -hmm. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Bro, that's slander. You can honestly take and you you know what another word you can use for that among uh, believers? Gossip. I was just gonna say that. That that has to be gossip. It has to. Gossip. And I definitely hear that. I definitely hear that a lot for real. I know. I was up there and they were doing it with me in the car with y'all, and I was like, Y'all don't even know me, and you doing this in front of me? Oof. Um Lord, I need to let that go. I need to let that go. <laughs> Benny goes and tells you, don't lie. Next thing he says, do not lie to one another. Then he tells you, right after giving you these lists, he says, all right, you've put off what's old in your old self and its practices, and you've put on your new self which is now being renewed in knowledge after the image of your creator. And here's an important part in here now, right? Mm -hmm. He tells you there is no Greek or Jew. There's no circumcised or uncircumcised. There's no barbarian or Scythian, no slave, no free, but Christ is all and in all. So it doesn't matter about your status It doesn't matter about your background. It doesn't matter what country you came from, what people you come from, your race. If you cut your PP cut or not, it doesn't matter about your socioeconomic background. But it is about Christ. He is the he is the be all and end all. 
I think it's very important that he says that there before going into what you need to put on because you know a lot of the problem is and we still have this pro we still have this problem with people nowadays where they go oh well I don't have to do all this and this because I'm not this person or because I am I'm a Jew I have to do extra and everybody else's you know don't have to do this because I'm God's chosen but it says right here there's no Greek or Jew there's no circumcised or uncircumcised bro we all on the same page now right so then he tells you as God's chosen ones holy and beloved you have to put on compassionate hearts kindness humility meekness and patience You got to bear with one another. If you've got a complaint against each other, you have to forgive each other as the Lord forgives you. Put all these on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Let peace, the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which you were called in one body and be thankful let the word of Christ dwell within you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in wisdom. Sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. They're telling you, y'all, now that y'all are new creations and y'all new people, y'all got to come together, praise and worship him, and be thankful to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father that brought that brought him. And everything you do, glorify God. In everything you do, you're to glorify God. Go out to work, glorify God. Go into the store, glorify God. This is how they know us for who we are. Rodney is because... We have to walk a walk that is glorifying God wherever we are, whatever we're doing. It's not a I'm going to turn it on right here and I'm going to turn it off right here and go. No, you got to be constantly glorifying God in the way that you behave, in the way that you can carry yourself. It's something that uh, it's something that. um, Apostle Val once told me, right? When I was talking about something I was that I wanted to do, and she asked me, "Well, does that bring honor to God? That does that give Him glory?" And I was like, "Well, no." She was like, "Can it be used to give Him glory?" And I was like, "Nah." And she was like, "Then you don't need to do it." Mm. And it had me puzzled for a second, and I was like, "But I want to." But she was like. But what is the purpose of it then, son? If you're living this wife and you're trying to get submitted as, as, as much as you can and you're supposed to be walking the way that you want to walk for the calling on your life, you can't afford to be doing things just to do them. You got to be, you have, everything you do has to be about glorifying God. And I'm not saying that we're not going to have moments in our flesh because everyone's going to have moments in their flesh. Listen, I have moments in my flesh. I had a couple moments today. I contained and controlled myself, but I had a couple moments of emotion that spurred up and I wanted to say something. But 
with things that you do, when you're calculating, you're thinking about different moves you want to make, ask yourself, does it glorify God? This chapter is incredible. See, bro, look at the Holy Spirit right there, man. Like I said, I was in Hebrew and something just told me to go into Colossians. And then obviously after that is, you know, rules for Christian households is the next part of this chapter. Like this, this whole chap, like, man. Glory to God, glory to God. Wives, submit to your husbands. It is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and don't be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents for everything and everything for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged bond servants obey in everything those who are your earthly masters not by way of eye service as people pleasers but with sincerity of heart fearing the lord whatever you do work heartily as the lord as for the lord and not for men knowing that from the lord you will receive the inheritance of your reward you are serving the lord christ for the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done and there is no partiality like, I guess we about to just go Bible study right now because I'm about to break that down too, bro. So, wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. We have so many people nowadays that try to say, try to use this as a way to say that Christianity is misogynistic and that people just want to use scripture to, you know, to uh, oppress women. And what they don't get, and I, I would argue with people, and I have women that are also, you know, the women in God will tell you the same, a lot of, the, most of them will tell you the same thing. Like, submitting to your husband isn't about control. It's just about order. You got to think, think of it from a military standpoint, right? A general is over everybody, Right? So you're the general of the household. Your wife is a major. While you guys work closer together and you talk to her straight up or whatever. Or no, she's a colonel. You guys talk straight up. She's right underneath you. She has to submit to you. Not for you to mistreat her. But because that's just the way it goes, like at the end of the day, that's just the order of things. And then children fall way under there. Right. And then it gives God the God gives them. Paul gives the husband's instructions to love your wives and to not be harsh with them. So that right there tells you, no, we're not. He tells you right there in the same verse that you're not going to oppress and you're not going to dominate your wives because love in this sense is an action it speaks of an action not a word i find it so funny a lot of the times when women want to just show love to guys and think that's what guys want and you know you've heard this before bro we're different we want to be our our love language is different right as far as men and women women want to be loved the action that's how they feel love right how men feel love is being respected. You can say you love me as much as you want, but if I feel disrespected for you, I'm not going to feel loved. And so this really goes to the root of it right there. And so he tells the husbands, 
love your wives in action, which also he breaks down in Corinthians on what love actually is, which is a lot, right? Um, and don't be harsh with them. That means don't put your hands on them. Watch the way you speak to your wives. You got to learn to be gentle with them. Like, we realize what it means when he says love them and don't be harsh with them. Like, that takes away all that right there. That whole control thing over your woman, that's non-existent now. Just in the same verse. Then a repeating theme. Do you know how many times in a word it tells children, this same uh, passage appears where it says children obey your parents? And, and fathers, don't provoke your sons to anger. When here it says, don't, uh, don't provoke them because they will become discouraged. Like, it says this many times. Obviously, it says it in the Ten Commandments. Uh, it says it in, I believe, if it says it in Ephesians. It says it in Corinthians. It says it's in Colossians. And I think it says it in one of the Gospels. I think. It drives home a point like these are reoccurring themes. This is how the household is to be set up. Yes, the man is the head of the household. Everything flows in through him. He is the protector. He is the provider. And that's not just with financial and earthly things. That is protector and provider spiritually as well. He's supposed to be the teacher, all of that. Oh, for real, you're definitely speaking facts. You're definitely speaking facts, for real. Like, he's definitely the teacher and the, the provider. Right. But here's the thing, and this is what people don't people don't talk about the woman's household role in household enough, right? Because we're built different, we're different things, right? A woman is a cultivator. She's a builder. She's a nurturer. It's not built within a man to do the things a woman does, and vice versa, which is why we're having so many problems nowadays with women trying to take on what men do. But anyway, like... We all got different roles. So while he's the protector, he's the provider, he's the he's her covering, his household's covering spiritually. That trickles down where he covers the entire household. She covers the kids and she covers her husband back. It's a it's vice versa. They're supposed to cover each other. Oh, man, when we get into this podcast with David and Pops, man. Oh, man, it's, it's, it's going to be crazy. Right. So I mean, you gotta. It's it's just the way the household. I'm gonna leave it at that because yeah, that's they gonna they gonna both break that down. Bond servants obey everything, obey and everything. Those who are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service or people pleases, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. Now I know a lot of people, African Americans, don't like this verse because they go, "Oh, this is just what they use for slavery, and this is why the Bible is this and this and this, and it's just written by a white guy, blah blah blah," and it's. Look, y'all, that's hogwash and y'all being lazy and not looking at the historical context. And this is why you have to study the Bible, not just read it on surface level. Because when you find out, because I think in the I think it says slaves. Or servants, I think it says slaves in the King's James Version. I'm not sure. Um, Let me just flip back and see that real quick. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, it says servants, right? And then ESV it says bond servants, which is a little more accurate. Back then, and this is how it was everywhere, right? Europeans did it too. Even when they came over to the United States of America, they were doing the same thing. 
if you had a debt you couldn't pay, you would volunteer yourself to work for the person as a servant for X amount of years, and then they would consider your debt paid. Right. And a lot of the times, even with that, you would um, you would leave their house with things, too. Like a lot of times they would give you a couple livestock and stuff like this for your, you know, getting on your way because you've just served them for years. You obviously have nothing. That's what they mean by bond service. You said you're going to serve them for this amount of years or whatever which y'all agreed upon. All right. We'll serve them. Serve them in everything. Obey them, not just in eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity and heart. This is an agreement y'all made, right? And work and whatever you do, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. So do it for God. Because oh, yeah. from it, it, God, about. you're going to get your, oh, it is. Yeah. Look at that. See, man. I know it's in Colossians. I know it. Yeah. Okay, and because from God, you're going to get your heaven, your inheritance, your reward, because you're serving Christ. It says right here, you are serving Christ. The wrongdoer is going to be paid back for doing wrong. This is what it was. And, you know, there was times because the way they did things back then, people didn't mistreat their bond servants. You know, because they're people, too, and they had rules about that as well. And like, and this is why I say you got to go back and read because it talks about this back in Deuteronomy. When they give the law, the rules for all this, they give the rules for having bond servants. And the way you're supposed to treat them and the way you're supposed to do for them, especially like and like I said, when they leave, I'm pretty sure he was supposed to give them whatever, some kind of monies or livestock or whatever. when when you send them on their way. But you know what else it does? And this is why this is why we be saying like guys be getting their ears pierced and don't even realize what they doing. Right. You know where the ear piercing came from in the Jewish culture is when you had a bond servant. And they decided, hey, uh, I like it here. I don't want my my time is done. I don't want to leave. They would come into an agreement. They would become permanent. They'd become permanent servants with. They become permanent servants for. Uh, for the person that they were serving. And the way they would do that. Is. The way they do that is they'd go up to like a doorpost and they'd put something on the ear and they'd smash it through, creating that little hole. They would create a piercing that way. All right, y'all, we've Ross Rodney, but we are coming to the end anyway. So this has been the Godman podcast for you guys. This has been a update and Bible study episode, guys. Please continue to support the podcast. Invite a friend to listen to it. Send this out. There's a young man who needs to hear this. Or an older man. Regardless, send this out to somebody who you think needs to hear this. Invite them into the podcast. We'd love to invite them into the family. 
Again, you can reach us, uh, follow us on social medias, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter sphere, Twitter at the Godman Podcast. You can also, if you want to reach out, you can email us on at the Godman Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, please like, comment, subscribe, five star rating on iTunes. I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts. Goodness Lord, help me. And we look forward to hearing from you guys. And until next episode, goodbye.